Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Finding My Voice. Uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like I should have picked a different time to do this now. I did promise you a rant and I'm going to give you a rant. Uh, but now it's episode 42 and I wish I could have made this a fun episode about the life, the universe and everything. But that's all the funny references you're going to get. Maybe, maybe, you know, I might think of a stupid pun or something later. But um, yeah, there's something that's been building up and something I feel needs to be said by anyone who considers themselves any kind of trans ally, which I hope most people listening to this do. But there's something that's going to be maybe hard to hear for some of you, but something you absolutely need to hear. Because I appreciate that a lot of people do want, want the best for us trans people. But there are some, you know, blind spots and people aren't aware of blind spots. That's why they're blind spots. So I'm going to talk about something that needs to be understood and is painfully rare that cis people understand. Kind of understandable in a way, but a bigger effort needs to be made to comprehend this element of the trans experience. I am going to talk about uh, role-playing stuff afterwards, and it's going to be related to the rant. <laughs> Don't worry about that. But um, there's a thing that we always say, often say, and allies tend to say they understand and agree when they're talking to us directly, but then not really show any signs of actually understanding it. And that's the idea that we are who we are, we didn't become. Like, there's a philosophical argument, you always become who you are, that kind of thing. But I'm talking about specifically gender identity. And that is not something I became when I came out. It's not something I became when I finally articulated the uh, vocabulary of, of, of transgender I'm, I've always been me, and I've always had a female gender identity. It's always, always been there. And most allies say, yeah, we get it. I understand. And they, and they try to adjust, you know, like when, when they're hobby, um, when they are hobby uh, allies, they, when, when a new trans woman comes out who was famous, they're going to go, oh, but I liked him as a guy. I mean, I'm happy for him, but like, the, yeah, misgendering claiming to be happy for him, but saying, oh, but he was so handsome. Like, would you just drop it? She is showing you who she is. Stop clinging to what you liked about her suffering. Jesus. So yeah, that, that's what's the hobby kind of ally. And I think, I don't think that level of ally seeks out um, trans podcasts. <laughs> so I'm, I'm guessing that you have grown a little since then. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying people who do this are deplorable people. They are trying. They just have some learning to do, which I think, which I hope is kind of why you're here to learn. And uh, that's why I always end my episodes with I love you, because it's very likely that if you are here listening to this, you're one of the good ones trying to do better. And this rant, uncomfortable as it might be for some of you, I make it to help you be better. Yes, I am who I am, and I've always been who I am. And you might say you understand that, but do you? Because children are who they are too. And why would you not believe them? Do you understand the difference between gender identity and gender expression? 
there is a big difference, so it's something you need to understand. If you don't, the whole thing about you understanding that we've always been us isn't true. I, oh, it's so hard to articulate, but gender expression and gender identity are just not the same thing. They are, well, slightly related, but one is expression. One is how you communicate with the world. One you can try out, and it can be about things you like, but gender identity is who you are. Not understanding the difference is entirely understandable. It's not easy to understand what you've never experienced or had to think hard about. You just have to understand that trans people understand it. Because we've lived it. We've had to consider what's happening in us. We, we've had to explore ourselves because our world has tried to shut us out from our own experience. We understand it well. And hopefully, those who work with trans care understand it. I mean, if they have any integrity, they learn it. It's possible to to learn at least a level of understanding to to get us, even if you can't completely experience our experience. And why would you? It sucks. <laughs> um, well, well, gender expression and gender, that that's not the part that sucks. But okay, never mind. Moving on. Um, you would probably never bat an eye. If a child you perceive to be a boy says, hello, I'm a boy. But why isn't that boy too young to know? If the same child told you they were a girl, it would probably be quite different in your head. It's like, ah, he's pretending to be a girl or he's confused. You see, this is what, like, even if you're not into the whole thing of all boys must wear blue and wear baseball caps backwards, um, they're still, like, programmed into us that... What you see is what's there. And when a child tells you that they are different from what you were expecting, we tend to not want to take that into our heads. And I know maybe some of you are shaking your heads and say, I wouldn't do that, but I'm sorry. Statistics say most of you would. It's something we have to challenge ourselves with. It's an uncomfortable line of thought. But you have to think it through if you wish to understand us and be any kind of meaningful ally. We know who we are. Believe us, please. At every age. People realize at different ages. And that's absolutely valid. Some don't find out until they are well into their adult years. And that is fine and valid. Most find out during puberty, which is understandable. The wrong puberty hits really hard. And some people realize earlier. From the social conditioning, people try to force on you mostly. Oh, well, that's what it's like for me. Um, I do not have any memories where my gender incongruence isn't present. The earliest clear memories I have is from when I was about five. And it's different at that age. We don't have the words to describe the experience. We don't know what is going on and, and why. But we know who we are. I think I've told you stories of, of the distress I felt when people put me in circumstances, all boy areas, and when they divide boys and girls and put me in that place, and it just felt wrong, and I felt misunderstood and not seen. And I knew where I wanted to be, but the world just said, no, that's not your place. Get out of here. And when a child who you perceive and the world perceives and the world demands to be a boy says, I think I'm a girl. This is not something they are pretending to be or a fun game they're playing. It usually comes from who they are. 
game and exploration are different from feeling your identity. You have to understand that. That much you, you kind of have to understand that there is a knowledge of who you are and that's not a game. And it's not for kids either. Yeah, kids pretend and play. They can. A boy can run around in dresses and find that's and find that delightful. Then he can still be a boy. We're not talking about gender expression. A girl can obviously like blue and cars. A boy can obviously like pink and dolls and not be trans. It's absolutely fine. We're talking about who they are. And we find that out not by looking at what they play with or the clothes they like. We find that out by listening to them when they tell us who they are. I hid during my childhood, so being believed was not my issue. I didn't tell anyone the truth, so no one had the chance to believe or disbelieve me. But it led me down pretty much the same road. I saw how the world around looked at gender nonconformity, uh, getting in, li in line and performing the role they put on me is nothing less than a demand. This is who you have to be. Media was also very clear about how people like me should be treated and looked upon. We were either scary serial killers or respectable to be mocked or bullied for the funsies. And bullying a trans person was not seen as something bad. You were cherished and, and celebrated for bullying trans people. That's how vilified trans people in many cases still are. And, and it's horrible for adults to see. But imagine being five years old and see this. Imagine being five years old or around that age, knowing that what you are, who you are, is forbidden. The people in your world, your friends, your, your classmates, your teachers, your parents, your siblings, they don't really believe that people like you should exist. And if they even find out you are who you truly are, you will be nothing but hated and rejected. No trans voices at that time was ever heard publicly. And most of us at any age, especially young age, stayed in the closet. So we were also unaware of each other. Can you imagine being a young child thinking you have to hide who you are from everyone in your life? Imagine having no one to confide in. Imagine the loneliness. Imagine thinking you're entirely alone in a world that hates the core of what you are. Imagine the world hating you, not for something you've done, but for who you are, just for existing as you. And imagine having to hide at any cost, because if anyone ever find out who you really are, your life is just over. No one, no one you love or loves you will, will still love you past that point. You will lose everything because that's just how despicable the world sees you. Imagine all this when you're a child. The only worst thing I can imagine would be if I had tried to tell people and be met with disbelief. Desperately trying to tell people who I am and then just 
discarding it as I'm playing around or lying or I'm confused. That would be heartbreaking. Like me hiding my whole life. Like I can kind of blame myself for my late transitioning and all the suffering that's caused and all the damage done to my body from not getting medicated early enough. I can't, I don't really blame myself because I was in society, even if I had come out, I would not have received the care I needed back in the 80s and 90s. It just would not have happened. But I can kind of see, like, I didn't give anyone a chance to believe me because I never told anyone. But can you imagine someone begging for the help, begging to transition and being rejected because, no, you're just playing and you're too young to know. We are not too young to know who we are. Why don't you see that a, a Someone you perceive as a boy saying they're a boy. Yeah, of course you are. But if they say they're a girl, no, they're confused and too young to know. It's it's so, so terrible for me to think that children all over the planet are living through this exact thing right now. And most people are fine with it. I'm not saying you are a terrible person, but I am saying... Statistically, you are very likely to never have realized this train of thought. The idea of kids just being too young to know, so you have to wait. But no, like, if you believe me, believe kids. And please drop the whole idea that trans people want every every boy who wears a dress to, be, to transition. That is so far from the case, and that is the dumbest strawman argument, and comes from the deepest of transphobes. So when transphobes will tell you this, just see it for the stupid lie that it is. I think, you'll, I think you're there already. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably understand that much. But yes, uh, that was a rant. I don't know if that qualifies as a rant. Uh, it, for me, it was. Uh, sometimes I am very angry about this, but most of the time I'm just sad. I don't like being angry. Angry doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> but there's a lot of trans hate, and there's, it's hard to not be angry in the face of that. But... Mostly I just think of the the people who suffer from this and it makes me really, really sad. And a pro <laughs> Yeah, aren't we happy now? Is it time to talk about our favorite hobby in this happy moment? <clears throat> in this episode 42 about life, the universe, and everything? Uh, <laughs> well, okay, well actually, that's actually kind of appropriate for me because it's the, the whole thing is very central to me. So the answer 42, okay. Okay, you know what? You know what? It's I, I, I guess it's a happy coincidence that this is episode 42 because finally becoming who I am was the life, the universe, and everything. That's when I started to experience everything and, and enjoy being alive. Okay, that was a weird segue, but here we go. I think I mentioned this before, but um, I think it's good to talk about this again in the context of what I just told you. Role-playing games really saved my life. Even in, in the early days, I didn't dare play female characters because I was, I was still hiding and I was afraid that they could find me out. Later, I realized that people weren't really looking. If, 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 a, if, a, if a guy plays a girl in role-playing games, he's like, okay, that's a real fun quirk you're trying at now. All right, let's see how that, where this goes. Nobody thinks trans. I actually have realized that people very seldom think trans. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of like everyone's trained to ignore tr signs. Uh, people in my life say, when, when I come out to them, they always go, wow, I had no idea. But with few exceptions. Um, but a lot of them came, come back afterwards and go, hang on, now that I think about it, that made sense. 
And yeah, because we are conditioned to to not think people are trans. And I think sadly that's part because calling someone trans is still seen as an insult, a rude thing to do. Because yeah, that means we are we are seen as lower people. That is the attitude that has to change. All right, getting to role playing games. Sorry, yes, but role playing games. Uh, when I get to experience being another person, just being outside of my own situation helped me. So even when I wasn't playing female characters, it still helped me. And the more I did it, uh, when I started, when I dared start trying out female characters, I was in heaven. Especially in uh, role-playing groups that that really play the emotional core of characters and and relate to each other, because then they make an effort to see me and address me and think of me as the character I'm playing. So my truth is in my fiction. All my friends, I was lying to them about who I was, but when I was playing role-playing games with them, they saw more of the true me than they did when we were just hanging out. And there's something really beautiful about that. There's something very sad about it too, that I was hiding from them in plain sight, but it's also very beautiful that in, in, a, in a place like role-playing, that people like me can feel safe um, exploring how we can live and be seen and just exist as us in certain circumstances. And that's what made me endure this long. Uh, because I might not have been here still if I hadn't had this respite until I finally dared to come out properly. I recently spoke to someone who shared my exact experience and I'm helping her come out right now. It was great that we stumbled upon each other. I'm so happy that I can help others find the joy that I have found. But yeah, role players out there understand that this hobby if you hadn't if you haven't struggled with this, you should be proud that you're part of a hobby that helps the downtrodden this much. Someone who, people who haven't seen help anywhere else. I mean, the times are changing. There's more transphobia in the world. So it's, so in some ways, it's getting scarier and scarier and scarier. But at least now, trans people are being heard in some capacity. Some people are listening, even if, you know, our haters are louder than ever. There are some allies around. And in the role-playing hobby, they're actually quite common because... When we learn to connect with each other, no matter who we are and who they are, we learn a lot about what makes us human and what matters. Now, everyone in the roleplay hobby is not an angel or a saint, obviously, but I find that there's a higher ratio of wonderful allies in in the world of roleplaying. And if you're listening to this, like I said, you're probably either an ally or a roleplayer or both. And whether or not you needed to learn this lesson... I really appreciate you listening to this. And as a role player, I really hope you learn that how much of a hero you can be. If you're cis heteronormative and you play role playing games, you can be a hero by just being welcoming and accepting to any kind of identity another player wants to play. And when they try something that surprises you, really go in for that. If someone you perceive as a guy, a man, is playing a female character, play that out. Call that female character ma'am or m'lady 
like I'm not I'm not doing the meme like <laughs> it's still kind of a lady thing. Uh, this is like if it's like a Western or, or or a medieval kind of thing. But yeah, play it out. Let that person hear how your character addresses uh, women or any other kind of you know variety of person it is possible to be. Because you're you you might just be helping someone have fun at the game table, but you might actually be helping someone find their place in the world, and that's heroic. That's being a real hero, not a roleplay hero. And I know a lot of you out there in the hobby are like this, and I love you all for it. And and if this rant, the rant I did, uh, hurt you, I'm not sorry. Well, I'm a little sorry. I don't want you to feel bad. But if you did feel a bit bad, I think that might mean you learned something important. And I love you even more for that. That you're ready to soul-search an uncomfortable and painful thought about yourself and come out the other end a stronger ally. You are my absolute favorite kind of person. And uh, that's it for my rant. And a little quickie about role-playing. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it, even if you... If you're here just for role-playing, I hope you... I hope you still enjoyed it. I hope you find use in this, because I think most people who listen to pods like this or who are into role-playing do want to devolve, uh, develop and evolve and be a good person for the role-play hobby and inviting. That's my experience anyway. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs>